All right, guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America. I'm your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is February 13th, 2022, and today's show is brought to you in part by Redcon1.com. That's right, Redcon1.com, great supplement company right here out of the state of Florida. Products made in the USA, no supplements from China. This is all homegrown stuff. Guys, check them out. Use the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to the show on. Please, it is very important. They are having a tremendous sale this weekend. And I think today is the last day, today being Sunday. Uh, if you, so if you are actually listening to this on Sunday, click, click the link. Check them out. Uh, I think if you spend $100, you got a crap ton of stuff. A couple free shirts, free hoodie some supplements. Uh, I actually already did my purchase this weekend. I think I spent $104 total um, getting two shirts, sweatshirt, a couple, some protein bars, some pre-workout stuff, um, and then a mystery bag. I think it comes out to be around it's damn near about $300 worth of stuff altogether. It might even be a little more than $300, and I spent 104 bucks, guys. Check them out. Use the link, T20 Cordimus. Get healthy, guys. Come on, let's do this. All right. What I, I don't have a whole hell of a lot today. Um, there was some breaking news. Now, Sundays normally, what I'm what I'm trying to do on Sundays is have a series show. Like, so... The last three Sundays, we did the Rise and Fall of Great Empires. Guys, great downloads. Thanks. Keep listening. If you haven't listened to those, um, check them out. I think they're very informative. What I did was I took five the five greatest empires known to man over the history of man and try to compare their rise and falls to what we're going through in this country. I think it's very interesting, the correlations I made. So if you haven't had a chance, please check them out. Listen to all three series. It's very important. They all link together. And then also, <laughs> if you guys haven't listened to our Friday show, me and Chris did a, a conspiracy theory show. Very interesting. It's quite a long show. But, um, you know, to get you through the workday, it's about three and a half hours. Um, it's on the JFK assassination and our take on what we believe happened. And for the most part, we didn't make up any bullshit. Uh, there's stuff that you can look up. Um, but check it out. Let's give it a listen. We are going to do those conspiracy theory shows going forward, probably like every other Friday, depending on you know the news and uh, what's going on in the world. Um, and we're going to do, we're obviously not going to talk about JFK every time. It's going to be <clears throat> different situations. Now, we started with JFK, obviously, because that's probably the most popular um, conspiracy theory, and then we're trying to link that into other conspiracy theories, whether you know about them or you do not. But speaking of conspiracy theories, we had some breaking news come across yesterday, last night. If you guys have not seen this yet, and the biggest reason I want to talk about it, so I can be the first podcast to uh, put it out there before everyone else talks about it tomorrow, and then you listen to it on Tuesday, so you would be two days ahead of the curve, guys. Check it out. Uh, I'm going to label this show The Watergate of the New Millennium. So, I guess the biggest topic I have, 
And this is pretty much going to be the whole show for the most part, other than Joe Biden's crappy-ass uh, job approval ratings, is I have a question. When will Hillary Clinton finally go to jail? Now, I know you could be shaking your head. That's never going to happen, dude. And you may be right. And more than likely, you are right. But as we see more and more people that have been affiliated with her and or her campaign are starting to drop off. Um, before I go into that, I just want to touch on one thing. So there's a lot of people talking about the new civil war. We're in the middle of a civil war. Okay. <clears throat> I don't believe that. Now, and the reason I say I don't believe that because um, we're not at a hot war. So if you want to say we're in a civil war, I can live with that in the sense of we as Americans are not very civil to one another. Um, we, there's a lot of division in this country, uh, whether you want to say race, religion, COVID, vaccinations. But in my opinion, those aren't um, uh, divisions naturally in our bodies. I, I believe, like I've said this time and time again, these are divisions that are put forth towards us from whether it be news media, social media, or our politicians. And I say politicians, I'm not blaming Democrats. Because if you're a Democrat, if you're a liberal person, if you're a person that loves Joe Biden, you love Hillary Clinton, you love what everything the Democratic Party has to believe in, then obviously you feel you feel the way I feel about Democrats, about Republicans, right? So anything that, if you're a Democrat, anything that Rand Paul or Marco Rubio or uh, Donald Trump or, I don't know, name Republican here, right? And then like a Republican-based or right-wing or whatever you want to call it, based uh, news media. So you hate Fox News, right? Okay, I, I can live with that. So anything those people say against the Democrats you hate in the same term that if you're a Republican, anything that Biden or whoever on that side, AOC, right? Anything they say or CNN, you hate. Well, there's your division. So as little viewerships as CNN and or MSNBC may get individually, say versus Fox, collectively, they get as much or more. So you always hear, oh, uh, I don't I don't know all the people. Anderson Cooper's numbers aren't as good as Tucker's. And if you compare Tucker to Anderson Cooper or Tucker to Don Lamont or, you know, just I don't know all the people. Uh, Rachel Maddow's numbers. But if you take MSNBC, CNN's shows, you know, cumulatively and add their numbers together, then they beat. But my point is, is most Republicans aren't watching CNN Anderson Coopers and whoever else they have on there. Um, they're watching Fox, more than likely. They might watch Newsmax or whatever. Um, but Democrats are watching CNN or MSNBC or, you know, whatever. Anyway, my point being is, there's your division. So if you're watching, if you're left-minded and you're watching left-minded news, you're getting their version of whatever. If you're right-minded... You're watching right-minded news. You're getting their division, your their version of of whatever, which causes your division. Um, and we see it. I mean, I don't think it's as bad as they pretend it to be. But we get a lot of the division. Like right now, I think the biggest push of division 
is vaccinated versus unvaccinated, which you don't know who is and who isn't vaccinated. I mean, I can look at a person and probably guess if they're vaccinated or unvaccinated just by their mannerisms and, you know, the level of mask wear they have going on. Um, but I don't know that and I don't feel some sort of way about them. I might think when I see some random one person driving in the car by themselves with a mask on, I call them a fucking idiot. I don't knock on their window and call them a fucking idiot. I just like, look at this fucking idiot. Look at this guy, you know, <laughs> but, and I guess that's my bad. That's my, the way I feel about people like that. It just, I guess my problem with it is it doesn't affect me. So I really don't give a shit. If you want to wear the mask in your car by yourself, so be it your problem. I guess my rolling of the eyes and shaking of the head is, I don't get it. Why are you like that? And it's because CNN and Fauci and whoever else tells you to do it, and you do it. Which kind of was part of our show. We didn't really talk about it, but in a sense it was a part of our show on Friday. Where when when the government tells us whatever, we believe it. When the government... uh. And, and that's where the conspiracy theory terminology came from, is if you have an opposing opinion to what they tell you, then you're a conspiracy theorist. God forbid you just have a difference of opinion. And and we explained that on the show on Friday. I'm not going to go into that. But my point being is we're in a cold civil war. If we're, in, if we're in any type of a civil war, it's a cold civil war, which means we're not actively fighting. Now, you could obviously put uh, Antifa and stuff. Now, granted, knock on wood, we're not seeing the issues that we were seeing in like Portland, Seattle and stuff. Now, granted, these places still have crime and they still have their thing, but it's not, it's not a nationwide situation. My question is, there's events that have happened and every time something happens, uh, January 6th, oh, it's an insurrection. Now, this trucker thing in Canada, oh, it's an insurrection. There's about to be a trucker thing in America. Surely those people are, those truckers and people that are involved in that are going to be called insurrectionists and white uh, nationalists and white supremacists and whatever. And, and I, to me, that's just an easy way for someone that disagrees with you to try and, I don't know, one-up you. Like, for example... I put a TikTok out the other day. It got a shit ton of views, shit ton of comments, shit ton of likes. It was my not my first video, but my first video that actually got didn't get kicked off by TikTok. And uh, of course, now I get you know you get people on there. Oh, you're a white supremacist. God hates white supremacists too. What the hell did I? I didn't post anything about being white, black, purple, green, <laughs> whatever. And this person comments is God hates white supremacists too. Okay, cool. I didn't say anything about being a white supremacist. I didn't say anything anti-black or anti-Hispanic or anti-any color person. I posted a video of the, I don't even remember the girl's name, the comedian that passed out the other day, McDonald is her last name, Heather McDonald maybe, I don't know. Melissa McDonald, I don't know her name. Uh, and it was just where the part where she's talking about being vaxxed and and boosted and da 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 da. Jesus must love me the most. And then she fucking passed out, cracked her skull. That was the point of the video. Has nothing to do with racism, uh, some supremacist or anti-vax or anything. I was just, if anything, it was more blasphemous than anything. I'm laughing at her because she's talking about how Jesus loves her the most. And then, <laughs> guess not. So, I, I would say 
the biggest thing is there's there's a cold there is a cold civil war whether or not it becomes a hot civil war i guess remains to be seen um but what i'm going to talk about here this story about hillary clinton this is some of the things in my opinion that brought us to january 6th okay and why i say this is for four years under trump he had to deal with a nonstop barrage of being labeled a Russian uh, collusionist, right? That's all we heard for four years. If you watch CNN or MSNBC or whoever, it was he's colluded with Russia. That's how he won. That's how he won the election, right? And then every every other week, it was a different something about Russia with him. Well, guess what? He has said it time and time again. His kids have said it. Reports have come out. And you've had Sussman indicted for lying to the FBI. Uh, FBI, you had, um, uh, shit, I can't think of the Russian dude, uh, arrested, you know, for, for lying to the FBI uh, about the Steele dossiers, about just different situations about Trump and Russia. You had the report come out with uh, Tech Executive One and uh, Russian Bank One and not naming names. And then I did a show back in September called The Sussman Suicide Watch when he got arrested <laughs> um, and had my own conclusions of who, what, when, where, why. Um Remains to be seen if I was right or not. I think some of those names have come out. But um, nonetheless, um, yeah. I like when screens pop up when I'm trying to read stuff. <laughs> All right, so here we go. This is from Fox News. Say what you want. I really don't care. It's from Fox News. Clinton campaign paid to infiltrate Trump Tower and... White House servers to link Trump to Russia. This is from John Durham. Okay, so before I read the story, that headline alone, the Clinton campaign, okay, now you can say, well, that wasn't Hillary Clinton, it was her campaign. What the fuck ever. If you're going to blame a president, and I'm going to just use Biden for example, so what do we blame Biden for on a daily basis? We blame him for inflation, we blame him for gas, we blame him for whatever right now i'm not saying he's not responsible or has he's the president right if you're the manager of a company or manager of a of, of a business and shit goes wrong even though you personally had nothing to do with it it's your fault right we blame biden for all this stuff it's his fault he's the president i just to get off on a side note i think it's interesting how Whenever shit is going wrong, he always wants to throw Kamala out there to go take care of it. And she ain't going to fix shit because she ain't no damn better. But nonetheless, the Clinton campaign paid to infiltrate Trump Tower. So prior to him being president, he was running for president, president. She was running for president. This happened. But then once he won, they also paid to infiltrate the White House servers to link Trump to Russia. Okay, so lawyers 
for the Clinton campaign paid a technology company to infiltrate servers belonging to Trump Tower and later the White House in order to establish an interference and narrative to bring to government agencies linking Donald Trump to Russia. A, uh, a filing from special counsel John, John Durham says. So, yeah, I know I'm reading this off of Fox. Oddly enough, <laughs> the only company reporting on it. Shocking, I know. But this isn't Fox making up the news. This is from a file. This is from John Durham reporting this, right? Um, <clears throat> so Durham filed a motion on February 11th, which was, what, Friday? Focused on potential conflicts of interest relating to the uh, representation of former Clinton campaign uh, lawyer Michael Sussman, who has been charged with making false statements to a federal agent. Sussman has pleaded not guilty. The indictment against Sussman says he told the FBI general counsel James Baker in September of 2016, less than two months before the 16 uh, presidential election, that he was not doing work for any client when he requested and held a meeting in which he represented uh, purported data and white papers that allegedly demonstrated a covert communications channel between the Trump organization and Alpha Bank in Russia, which has ties to the Kremlin. But Durham's filing on uh, the 11th in a section titled Factual Background reveals that Sussman had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients, including the technological executive, Tech Executive One, and at a U.S.-based internet company, Internet Company One. <sighs> I'm sorry, it just pisses me off when they just don't fucking name names. Durham's filing says Sussman's billing records reflect that he repeatedly billed the Clinton campaign for his work on the Russian bank allegations. The filing revealed that Sussman and the tech executive had met and communicated with another law partner who was serving as general counsel to the Clinton campaign. Sources told Fox News that lawyers in the Mark Elias, who worked for the law firm Perkins Coey. I'll continue reading in a second. Perkins Coey, the law firm from Sussman, uh, who is also represented Latham, the gentleman who, uh, (laughs) I'm not going to speak on it because I think that could be a current conspiracy theory show. We could get into all of this bullshit, mix in a little bit of Alec Baldwin killing uh, the uh, chick on the movie set, right? Anyway, the filing revealed that Sussman and the tech aid executive had met and communicated with another law partner who was serving as general counsel to the Clinton campaign. Um, Fox News that the lawyer is Mark Elias, who worked with the uh, law firm Perkins Coey. Uh, Durham's filing states that in July of 16, the tech executive worked with Sussman, a U.S. investigative firm retained by law firm number one, which one would assume that's Perkins Coey, right? On behalf of the Clinton campaign, numerous cyber researchers employees at multiple internet companies to assemble the purported data and white papers. <clears throat> in connection, where are we at? In connection with these efforts, Tech Executive One exploited his access to non-public and/or proprietary internet data. Uh, the filing states, Tech Executive One also enlisted 
the assistance of researchers at a U.S.-based university who were receiving and analyzing large amounts of Internet data in connection with a pending federal government cybersecurity research contact, contract. Um, tech executive Warren tasked these researchers to mine Internet data to establish an interf interference and narrative tying them to candidate Trump to Russia, uh, Durham states. In doing so, Tech Executive One in indicated that he was seeking to please certain VIPs, referring to individuals at law firm One and the Clinton campaign. Durham also writes that during Sussman's trial, the government will establish that among the Internet data Tech Executive One and his associates exploited was the do domain name system Internet traffic pertaining to a particular healthcare provider, Trump Tower, Donald Trump's Central Park West apartment building, and, and the executive office of the President of the United States. Okay, before I read on, he's running for president, she's running for president, the, the campaign did what they did to, at the time, try and basically throw dirt on your opponent so you could win the presidency. I mean, I'm not saying what she did was right, but I guarantee you she ain't the first person to do something like this. Maybe not to this extent. This might this might have been a little too much egregious, but my point, my whole thing about this is where I think she, Hillary Clinton, needs to go to fucking prison and anyone else that is involved in this, not just these lowly uh, Sussmans and fucking, uh, what was it, Do Donovan? I can't think of his fucking name, the, the Russian dude. Not just uh, Christopher Steele, not just these people, not these lower level entities. Hillary Clinton is just as much to do with any of this. Like I said, she didn't... Uh, mastermind the whole plot but i can guarantee you is narcissistic and controlling of a person that she is she knew that this was going on surely someone in her little group went to her and said look we can do these things no one will know nothing it'll look like he's in collusion with the russians we got this guy from england that's gonna do this and we're gonna have a dossier saying this, that, and the other thing, and this is what's going to happen, and then surely it'll all come out just before the election, and no one will vote for him. Well, that backfired on him. But instead of just kind of letting it go, where she probably could have gotten away with it, she continued on as he was president. So during his, four, his whole four years of being president, they could nonstop talk about Russian collusion. And, I mean, shit, wasn't he fucking um, impeached for one of the phone calls to Ukraine and stuff because of the Russian collusion, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's colluding with Russia. Look, we got phone calls. And all of it was a fucking lie. So, number one, once all this washes out, if I'm Trump, I'm suing the shit out of somebody. Number one. Number two, Hillary, well, maybe number one should be this. Hillary Clinton needs to go to fucking prison. John Podesta uh, and everybody else that was involved in this. 
needs to go to prison. And it's not even because of what happened during the campaign. It's the last little bit I read right there. The executive office of the president of the fucking United States. So basically what happened is you had a person or persons that colluded with internet techs and internet data companies and research and there was a college in there that colluded to infiltrate the White House, which is a government building, a government military base, to try and overthrow the presidency. So where is the the insurrectionist talk now? Why insurrectionist isn't someone going into the Capitol and doing whatever happened? Okay, what they did after he was elected president, and he's President Donald J. Trump, and he's chilling in the White House. Once this kept going on, and they infiltrated the White House servers, that is an insurrection. They went after the government. That's a coup. They tried to overthrow the government. These people should be held at the highest levels of treason, treason and should be, I'm sorry to say it, but they should be fucking hung. This is treasonous. This isn't, oh, they did a little something, something. This is, you want to make statements of the grannies and shit that went into the Capitol building and this was the worst thing since Pearl Harbor and, and 9-11. No, this was. Once all of this comes out and it's found to be true, I'm telling you right now, mark my words, on February 13th, I just said this. These people need to be held at the highest levels of treason, and they need to be executed for their for their crimes. This is unacceptable. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> Durham states that the internet company that tech executive worked for had come to access and maintain dedicated servers for the executive office of the president as part of a sensitive arrangement whereby it provided DNS resolutions services to the EOP. So you had a company that contracted with the government to provide security uh, internet service to the White House and to the EOP, Executive Office of President. But what they were really doing was kind of setting a, they were kind of, I guess for lack of a better term, they were bugging the office. That's why I said this is the new uh, Watergate of the millennium, new millennium. This is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit reading this story because it's kind of like a I want to go into this next it's still the same story but it's a different version of it there's a gentleman on Twitter his name's Technofog follow him if you guys are on Twitter because he really puts out some pretty good stuff um, I, I only found him via uh, shit uh, Jack P- Posobic because he uses him a lot now he says he knows who Technofog is I don't know if they're friends whatever but evidently, this guy's like some kind of high-level attorney. He has a Substack, and he posts a lot of stuff on Twitter. Um, but his Substack from today, or I guess it was last night, he writes: Durham, Clinton allies spied on the executive office of the president. And will we see Rodney Jaffe? Will we see a Rodney Jaffe indictment? 
Now, most of you could be sitting here saying, who's Rodney Jaffe now? That's the, one of the names I brought up back in September. He was or is or whatever. He is the quote-unquote uh, tech executive number one. And the company he runs, for the life of me, I can't think of it. It's not, it's not like Google or anything major, but he runs a tech company that contracted through these different situations to do the things that they're talking about. I'm going to read his his substack because it's a little more uh, detailed than Fox News's, and he'll he kind of names names. So um, let's see, uh, where is it at here? So uh, on the 11th, Durham filed government's motion to inquire into potential conflicts of interest on the Sussman case. Uh, Sussman was charged, given false statements to counsel Jim, uh, James Baker regarding the interest of representing pushing FBI Alpha Bank Trump organization hoax. I'm just kind of skip reading because that's kind of stuff we just talked about. Uh, the basis for the latest motion is Sussman's current counsel, Latham Watkins. And that's, <laughs> that's the... So <laughs> Sussman worked for Perkins Coey, right? Uh... Sussman's Sussman's attorneys, his his people that he hired to defend him is this Latham Watkins. And this is where I was talking about the uh the uh conspiracy theory fact of of whatever. The the old D Tom you guys might be a little crazy theory of uh putting shit together. But am I? I, I don't know. So the the uh lady that Alec Baldwin killed and excuse my ignorance because this all kind of popped in my head as I'm reading these stories I didn't think to look her name back up I know we did we talked about it whatever but nonetheless her husband works for Latham Watkins which is representing Michael Sussman and I made the I I didn't want to say I don't want to say accusations but I just made the uh, thought that hmm could her kid, because we all know that uh, Alec Baldwin, which no one's talking about anymore, mind you, but we all know that Alec Baldwin is very close friends with the Clintons, was, was that a message? I brought that up before. You can go back and listen to those shows. Um, just something to think about. Uh, <laughs> it's like, especially since doing the JFK show that we did on Friday, I wouldn't put it past the government to do anything. And I know she's not the government, but she's more connected than, than you think with the government. Anyway, so might have filed a conflict of interest because Latham previously represented per Perkins Coey and Mark Elias in the investigation. So is that Latham likely possesses confidential knowledge about Perkins Coey's role in viewing concerns of Sussman's past activities. They also... Um, there also might be a conflict because Latham was representing both Clinton campaign and Hillary for America in a special counsel, invest, counsel investigation. Durham observes that Latham, Latham's duty to these former clients might cause an interest to be diverse from those of Sussman. Why might there be a conflict? Because uh, Durham might offer evidence he at trial he obtained from the uh, Clinton campaign and Hillary for America, and because... Uh, because certain employees of the Clinton campaign and Hillary for America might be witness at a Sussman trial, the theoretically, a Clinton campaign witness could be called by the prosecution to prove up billing records 
and payments made to Sussman. I'd guess uh, they might have already testified to the grand jury about this. So here, let me read this. So this is out of the out of the filings. Uh, in addition to the extent the government offers documents and other evidence at trial that is obtained from the Clinton campaign and or political organizations, Latham's duties to its formal client, Law Firm One, might cause its interest to diverge from those of the defendant in connection with uh, such evidence and or the cross-examination of witnesses. Other conflicts, issues that the Latham helped Perkins Coey draft and issue uh, public statements concerning Sussman's 2016 meeting with the FBI general counsel per Durham, those statements which Sussman appears to have reviewed or assisted in drafting were at least particularly inaccurate and or misleading. Thus, Latham may encounter potential conflicts of interest in advising defendant concerning past uh, events in which Latham played a significant role. So, exploited data, right? We previously discussed how Rodney Jaffe, identified as Tech Executive One in the Sussman indictment, and the latest filing discussed, um, discussing the conflict, exploited proprietary um, and perhaps classified data providing by DARPA to further their own political attacks and how that might result in charges. The latest filing summarizes Jaffe's activities, starting or stating Jaffe asked uh, his researchers to mine internet data. Um, I'm sorry, I just lost my spot. <laughs> internet data to establish an interference and in nar narrative tying then candidate Trump to Russia, and is later confirmed that two former DARPA employees had given grand jury testimony, so it appears Durham is following this track. I provide that background because of what we now have learned. Durham just divulged to an extent that contractors and tech experts, uh, those same people involved in the Alpha Bank hosts, especially spied on President Trump. I'm going to post this in the show notes if you guys want to read on to this because it goes into more detail of the Alpha Bank hoax and whatnot. Um, but just, just in what I did read... And everything, as as Durham is chipping away at these at these lower level situations, I, my question is this: Now, why, why? You, <laughs> I'm I'm a little heated, but anyway, I'm gonna read this. Now, why would this not be considered domestic terrorism? Okay, if any entity spies on our president, foreign or domestic, that's terrorism. I don't care who the president is, whether they are Republican, Democrat, it's wrong. If, if this was Russia spying on Biden, it's wrong. If this was China spying on Biden, it's wrong. Okay? So why is it okay that Hillary Clinton did it or her campaign did it or whoever did it just uh, a week ago, not quite a week ago, right? The uh, DHS put out a bulletin about homeland uh, terrorism threats, right? Domestic terrorism. So I'm going to read the bulletin. The United States remains in a heightened threat environment 
fueled by several factors, including an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of mis-, dis-, and mal-information, including and or amplified by foreign and domestic threat actors. These threat actors seek to exacerbate social friction and sow discord, undermine public trust and government institutions, and encourage unrest which could potentially inspire acts of violence, mass casualty attacks, and other acts of targeted violence conducted by lone offenders or small groups acting in furtherance of (laughs) ideological beliefs and or personal grievances pose on ongoing threats to the nation. While the conditions underlying um, the heightened threat landscape have not significantly changed over the last year, The convergence of the following uh, factors has increased the volatility, unpredictability, and complexity of the threat environment. Um, Cool. So what was that that Hillary Clinton's campaign just did? Online environment filled with false or misleading narratives? Check. Conspiracy theories? Check. Forms of mis, dis, or mal-information? Check. We didn't throw in here that they did, uh, you know, uh, computer crimes and whatnot, but that's okay. Uh, Introduced and or amplified by foreign and domestic threat. Check. These threat actors exacerbated social friction and sowed discord and undermined public trust in government institutions and to encourage unrest. Check. Now, the reason I say check on that one, because you could say everything that happened, all this shit that they did, basically hacking the White House computers via a bullshit internet company. Not bullshit, they're obviously an internet company, but, you know, a bullshitly acquired, uh, hey, we're going to install secure lines. No, it was just a way. It was like straight up fucking James Bond bullshit where you, you send in the... Uh, the bug guys to, to spray for bugs and they're really planting fucking cameras and shit, right? That's what happened. This is fucking spy level one shit. And the reason I say encourage civil unrest, well, one could say that all the shit that happened over those four years of Trump's presidency by their undoing of the Russian collusion fucking bullshit led to January 6th because you had a shit ton of people in this country I would say 74 million people in this country that were fed up with the bullshit and all the lies and somehow or another Biden just happened to get 7 million more votes but nonetheless so I would almost say that you could kind of rope back and say that maybe Hillary Clinton was responsible for January 6th by sowing the seeds of discord and undermining the public trust in government. This is, I'm not making these fucking words up. I'm not that smart. This, <laughs> this is the DHS updated summary of terrorism in the U.S. homeland. Okay, look it up. I'm reading you what they wrote. They wrote this because of people like me and like you and everyone else where you get fact-checked and God forbid you talk out about COVID or vaccines because that's mis, dis, or malinformation and you're a domestic terrorist. God forbid you say anything bad about Biden and the 7.5% fucking uh, in, uh, 
inflation rate and the $4 gas. God forbid you talk about that because you're lying, even though I'm not lying because fucking prices are up. But they can do this shit. They can hack the president of the United States. I don't give a shit if you hate Donald Trump with all the passion in your heart. I don't care. What they did was wrong. But furthermore, what they did was illegal. And they need to go to prison. I will speak more on this story probably on Wednesday because this is very fluid and it's very new. I'm giving you the information that has come out so far. But it's just interesting to me that this all conveniently happened Friday night, Saturday. Which is bad enough when it's the weekend because who really pays attention to the news? Usually the weekend everyone's kind of relaxed and you can spend time with family, go wherever you go out to dinner, whatever. And that may be true. But furthermore, it's, it's also Super Bowl weekend. So people really ain't fucking paying attention to shit, right? So we'll wait and see what happens on uh, on uh, on Monday. But in my opinion, based on this updated law by DHS, you know, isn't what the Clinton campaign did considered domestic terrorism? Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and anyone else in her campaign or team needs to go to prison immediately. If you look at all the crap either she or her people have done to cover up her crimes, and this goes back to the bleach bit and the bashing the blueberries and or blueberries, the blackberries and the phones and you know whatever, you know they should all be in prison. But instead, the left are starting to prop her back up for president for another run for president. But but wait, isn't Biden supposed to be running again? <laughs> Uh, well, I'm not sure why he would run again, right, with that uh, whopping 39% approval rating, which brings us to our next story. Um, Biden's average approval rating dips below 40% for the first time. Now, before I read this story, the interesting thing to me about this is he's just over a year as our president, and he's already one of the worst presidents uh, economy-wise, tension-wise, hatred-wise. Nobody likes him. I went over this like a week or so ago and I talked about his his last approval ratings. And uh, he was, he was <laughs> I think it was 41, 42, whatever it was. Because I use the real clear uh, politics average, which takes like I think 10 different, 10 of your major polls and then it's the average. You know, some are obviously higher and some are lower, but whatever. Um, but his approval rating is a key average of major polls dropped below 40% this week. The first time that has happened since he took office. Well, he ain't been in there that damn long. This dude's still got three fucking years. And I'll tell you, well, I'll go into that. Let me finish reading here. Real Clear Politics average uh, of recent national surveys found Wednesday at 39.8% of Americans approve of Biden's performance in office, while 54% disapprove. My better question is, the 39 that approved, did they follow up on that? Like, why? What do you see? What do you see? If you approve of Biden being president, well, surely you're not listening to this podcast, but for shits and giggles, just amuse me. If you know anybody personally that has voted or that had voted for Biden, my question to them is, okay, number one, my question would be why? Why? 
Why did you vote for Biden? Oh, because I hated Trump, blah, 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 whatever. Cool. How do you feel about him now? Oh, I still approve of everything. Really? How can you even say that? I mean, granted, the stock market didn't tank like everyone kind of thought it did or was. You know, your 401k still might be riding okay, but it's trending down. Stock market took a pretty good hit on Friday. Uh, hopefully it rebounds on Monday because I have a 401k. I have stock. My wife has a 401k. She has stock. We, I don't, I don't give a shit who the president is. I, I don't want those things to go in the tanker. I don't, I don't hate Biden that much that I want the stock market to crash or, <laughs> or my stocks to go to shit, right? Because then I'm fucked, right? Um, hopefully those things don't happen, and uh, he'll fuck himself on everything else with inflation and gas prices and whatever else, right? Because uh, I can't even imagine. If this first year is any indication, if he is to run again in three years, how he could possibly win. Because I just, I don't know. I can't even imagine. I'm not saying Trump's going to win. I don't even know that Trump's going to run. I mean, I guess it's an unknown unknown truth that he is going to run. But whether he does or doesn't uh, is on inconsequential. Because I would assume if he doesn't, DeSantis will. And I'm good enough. I'm fine with that. But the president's average approval rating t uh, ticked back up to even 40% on Thursday uh, with 30%, 30, I'm sorry, 53% of respondents disapproving after holding above 50% in his first month of office. Biden's approval rating began to plunge. Last August, amid the chaotic and deadly withdrawal of Afghanistan, Biden's popularity has been has even dropped below that of predecessor Donald Trump, who finished his first four years in office with an approval rating of 41%. So there you go. Now, ideally, what happens when presidents are sucking ass like this one does or is, and there's things that they just can't fix. They just can't fix things like that. A lot of times you'll see other... You'll see where they try to do an event to gain um, national popularity, national like, okay, we love America again. So think back to 9-11. Okay, so not to get into future shows coming up on our um, conspiracy theorist situation, but another big conspiracy theory going around in this country is 9-11 attacks. Was it an inside job? Was it really uh, the Saudis? Was it really whoever, or was it a combination of all the above? Who's to say? Ideally, we wanted to go into the Middle East and we needed an excuse. Was that the, the reason for that? I don't know. That's Like I said, I don't want to give away future shows because that's something we'll talk about another day. But it has been experience of of our time, not even our time, but go back to World War II. When the government is in trouble, whether it's by favorability, um, uh, financially, um, whatever the case may be. Uh, ideologically, we want to go in and force our ideas on somebody. Um, we go to war. I and mean, that might be war, war, war. But, you know, it's conflicts. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's desert storms. It's, uh, you know... Uh, uh, Afghan war, it's uh, 
the Korean conflict, it's the Vietnam War, it's those types of things that help us somehow or another. It's is it right? No, it's not right. Um, but ultimately, and that's where this whole Russian-Ukrainian tobacco is, in my opinion. Why? Why? Why are we even worried about this? Now, not to sound like I'm a Russian. Uh, hey, I love Russia. It's great. Um, Putin's number one. Yeah, I'm not that guy. But he makes a good argument in the sense that there was a treaty signed when Russia, when the Soviet Union fell, right? They signed a treaty. And part of that treaty was that these countries, like Ukraine, and those old countries, the countries that used to be in the Soviet Union, right? They signed a treaty that they would never become a part of NATO. Now, that is in the sense of because Russia would feel like it, see it as a threat. Okay, so you have those border countries that would never become a part of NATO, but in their defense, they would be a sovereign nation protected by NATO, um, and that's kind of where we're at. So there's an idea that Russia is going to attack. Are they going to attack? I don't know. It remains to be seen. But if nothing else, if Russia is going to attack NATO, I'm sorry, is going to attack the Ukraine, they're going to do it under the guise of, well, we're doing this because you're bringing NATO in. Um, and I think Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard pretty much sums it up pretty nice. Now, you can like Tulsi Gabbard. You can hate Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, she says a lot of the right things, in my opinion. Would I want her to be president? I don't think so. And the reason I say that is because of her stance on the Second Amendment and those things like that. Um, but she she's not a stupid person by any stretch of the imagination. She would have made a shit ton of a better <laughs> vice president than Kamala. She she would have made a better president than Biden. I can guarantee you that. Um, of course, you're hearing her name pop up in in Republican circles as far as running. Like if DeSantis runs, maybe he she would be the running mate. And I think I even talked about it on one of the shows. Um, but like I said, once I've started finding out her ideas on gun control and gun grabbing and stuff like that, she's not very vocal about it, but it's what she feels. So who's to say that she wouldn't try it? But, you know, whatever about that. She has a perfect uh, idea for Biden if he would just listen to her. Maybe she should be an ambassador or something. If he, if he had half a fucking brain, he would make this woman an ambassador of some sort. But he doesn't, and she's pretty much blackball, blackballed herself from the Democratic Party, in my opinion. But here we go. She was on Tucker the other night, and this is what she had to say. President Biden could end this crisis and prevent a war... Uh, with Russia by doing something very simple, guaranteeing that Ukraine will not become a member of NATO. Because if Ukraine became a member of NATO, that would put U.S. and NATO troops directly on the doorstep of Russia, which, as Putin has laid out, would undermine their national security interests. Uh, the reality is that it is highly, highly unlikely that Ukraine will ever become a member of NATO anyway. So the question is, why doesn't President Biden and, and NATO leaders actually just say that yes. and guarantee it? 
which, which begs the question of, of why are we in this position then? Uh, if, if the answer to this and preventing this war from happening is, is very clear as day, and, and, and really it just points to one conclusion that I can see, which is they actually want Russia to invade Ukraine. Why would they? Because, number one, it gives the Biden administration a clear excuse to go and levy draconian sanctions, which are a modern-day siege against Russia and the Russian people. And number two, it cements this Cold War in place. Uh, you know, the, the military-industrial complex is the one that benefits from this. They clearly control the Biden administration. Warmongers on both sides in Washington have been drum drumming up these tensions. If, if they get Russia to invade Ukraine, then, uh, again, it locks in this new Cold War. The military-industrial complex starts to make a ton of more money than, than they have been in fighting uh, al-Qaeda or, or making weapons for al-Qaeda. And who pays the price? The American people pay the price. The Ukrainian people pay, pay the price. The Russian people pay the price. It undermines our own national security, but the military-industrial complex that controls so many of our politicians wins, and they, they run to the bank. And I have yet to find any benefit that a, a political leader has used or could use to justify this to the American people. All you hear is like, well, we have to defend democracy. We have to defend this democratic country of Ukraine. But as you know very well, uh, this current president, you know, shuts down, politi arrests political opposition, throws them in yep. jail, shuts down TV stations that are critical to him. Uh, I, I have a hard time seeing how President Biden or anyone can say with an honest face, we are defending democracy. And the reason is because our own government has publicly supported these authoritarian actions by the Ukrainian president in shutting down their own political opposition. And it begs the question, uh, this sounds familiar to some of the things that unfortunately we're seeing play out right here at home. So there you go. It's a situation of, like she said, is this about democracy? It can't be because they don't believe in democracy. Is it more of a one world situation? Is it more of a new world order situation? I don't know. Or could it just be that Biden knows that Ukraine knows what the fuck Biden's up to? I.e. Burisma, Hunter Biden, and everything else. And if he doesn't at least try, then, you know, that's the narcissist in these people that one would think <laughs> you're not trying to go to war to save your your ass or your family's ass. You go to war to save your country. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares about Ukraine? I'm sorry to say that, but basically we're propagating a war because we think maybe Russia's going to invade because we think maybe they want that land back. We don't we don't know that. But Putin has basically said we're preparing for war because you're preparing to go against the treaty that we signed. And if you look at it from their side, okay, take us, for example, take America, not even all of America, but people like us. We hate to see what's going on down in the southern border. Now, I've said this time and time again, I have no problem with anybody that wants to come to America. If you want to be an American, that's great because America is a great place to be. And you want to be here because you know it's a great place to be. And you want to be able to raise your family. Those are the people that legitimately want to be in America to do good and, and make better life for themselves. I can get with that. But I would say the majority of those people 
are doing it the right way. They're going through uh, immigration. They're doing all the right things. They're not hopping a fence in the middle of the night in Texas or California or New Mexico or Arizona, wherever, or crossing a boat in the middle of the night in Florida or a raft, I should say. If, if you have nothing to hide, then knock on the door, come in, do it the right way. You're all more than welcome. It's the million people that we've caught at that we've caught <laughs> at the border this past year that aren't doing it the right way that I'm suspicious about. And those are just the people we caught. Who who's made it in that we haven't caught? That's a, that's an invasion to me. But no, we're worried about another country who NATO or America or Europe or whoever's involved in doing this could be breaking a treaty with a country and they're seeing it as a threat. So I kind of understand it. Now, could Putin be lying and just using that as an excuse? That could be too. I guess that remains to be seen because evidently the war is scheduled for Tuesday. From what I've <laughs> I've heard, they said it, it Tuesday. So I don't know what time on Tuesday. But if that does happen on Tuesday, I guess we'll have a lot to talk about on Wednesday. And with that being said, guys, it is Sunday, February 13th, 2022. Please don't forget to check out our website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Also, check out all of our social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram at DontTreadOnAmerica and Twitter at DTOM underscore 1775. And if you want to check me out on the uh, Twitter machine there, it's PCGC underscore 1775. Hey, and go check out, if you're on TikTok, check out the Don't Tread on America page on TikTok and uh, check out my video that people are getting pissed off about. <laughs> All right, guys, you guys have a great day, and I will talk to you on Wednesday.